Welcome everyone. You're listening to Ask Ashley, an elevated adolescence podcast, Q&A for teens, by teens, and maybe even some parents, along with insights and tips by yours truly. I'm Ashley Chandler, and as an educator with over 15 years of experience, I know a thing or two about early adolescent kids and them listening to peers a little bit more than adults. So this is my way of elevating their voices of wisdom, hope, creativity, and empathy, as well as providing research and actionable tips to boost essential skills for the whole family. So let's get started. All right, so there's an elephant in the room, and it's the fact that I'm launching this in the middle of a pandemic. We've been in quarantine now for going on eight weeks, and each of us is having to adjust our lives in so many ways. For you fifth graders, this means you're missing out on end of elementary experiences and events. You're definitely missing friends, and you're not able to give a real goodbye to the community that you've known for so many years. This isn't how you envision the end of fifth grade, is it? So many parts of this are really pretty hard. On top of it all, you're about to make one of the biggest transitions you'll ever go through. You're headed to middle school. New people, multiple classes, so many new social dynamics, lots of change. This episode is dedicated to you. So today's question comes from a fifth grader in Colorado, and it's all about bullying. Hi, I'm Anna from Colorado. In all the middle school movies, there are always bullies shoving kids in lockers and sassy mean girls involved in some girl war. Is that just for entertainment or is there really a lot of bullying in middle school? Wow, such a brave and spot on question, Anna. I love your enthusiasm. I'm sure many of you are wondering the same thing. Let's hear what Calvin, a sixth grader in Colorado, has to say. Some small bullying um, things are like, kind of when someone teases someone. Like, it's not, it's not that big. It's, it can be kind of jokey, but sometimes it can really get to people. And then, I guess an example of big bullying is, well, someone straight up bullying I don't really see big bullying that much, but small bullying, I see a lot. But usually people don't mean to harm people, but sometimes they do. Thank you, Calvin. So he is exactly right. There are different degrees of bullying. Some are maybe more obvious, like teasing or name-calling, even cyberbullying. Feelings are still hurt, and it's not fun, it's not funny, and it's still considered bullying. And then some are maybe even more dramatic, like the physical bullying Anna was asking about that you see in the movies. Here's some good news. Bullying has gotten a lot of attention from educators, counselors, and parents, especially in the last 10 years, and rightfully so. So this means it's likely top of mind for the majority of people supporting you, your growth, and your education. We want you to be aware of the signs, how to reach out for help, and steps you can take if bullying happens to you. Bullying happens for many reasons, but the main one is this. People bully when they are hurting themselves. They want to transfer that hurt 
And so they bully people they perceive as somehow different than them or who they think they can assert their power over. Now, no matter what, know this. Maybe you are different from them, but you're no less powerful of a human. No one is better than you because of the way they look, their friends, how much money they have, their abilities. The list goes on and on. You are you on purpose. And remember, it's diversity that makes us stronger. But a bully doesn't know that you know that. They want you to believe they are more powerful than you. So they do things to try to make you feel less than or weak. I've created this simple three-step process with an acronym. I love acronyms because they help brains remember things. So this is how you armor yourself against bullying now, all caps, N-O-W. So step one, N, name it. If you or someone you know is being picked on, you get your power by first recognizing it and calling it out, literally saying to yourself, what's happening is bullying and it's not okay. Instead of brushing it off or acting like it doesn't hurt, trust your inner voice, listen to your intuition and name it what it is. It takes courage to listen to that voice and to tell the truth. If someone is calling you names or purposely leaving you out or even like moving your chair so you fall and then laughing with their friends or manipulating you in some way, all of it is bullying. So go ahead and name it and you start to get your power back. Step number two, O, open up to someone. So after bullying happens, Reach out to anyone you trust and open up to them. Tell them about your experience, whether it's your parents, other friends, a teacher, or a guidance counselor. Tell them what's happening. And parents and teens, if someone comes to you and says they're being bullied, believe them the first time. Listen first. Assure them that you're there to support them and remind them they aren't alone. Don't flare up the fire with ideas for how you can retaliate or or fuel the flames of drama, just calmly listen and remind them that they are strong and they have the power to get through this. When you open up to someone, you gather strength and remind yourself that you're never alone. And then you get a little bit more power back. Okay, so step number three, welcome support. This is where you start to take action in welcoming support, the W. You've named the problem and you've opened up to a trusted adult or peer. Now you do the work, you welcome support, and you find a way forward. You make sure an adult at your school knows about this, or wherever it is that the bully is appearing. If you only told your parent before, this is when you communicate to your teacher or your guidance counselor, and you don't stop communicating. They are trained to support you in developing boundaries between you and the bully. And I know this might feel uncomfortable because for many of you middle schoolers, reaching out for help to an adult can just kind of sometimes feel awkward. But trust me when I say that they are there to support you and they want to support you. So this might mean you can eat lunch in their office to get space whenever you need it, or you move to a different side of the classroom, or eventually they facilitate a meeting between you and the other people involved with care, of course. So whatever it is, communicate with them regularly, and then you communicate to the bully in a not-so-subtle way that they don't have power over you. 
because you know you're worthy of getting the support that you need. Again, this is a sign of strength, not weakness. Now, there are extreme cases of bullying out there, and I just want, if you're listening and you've been in that position before, I really want you to know that there are people that want to support you and trained and experts in how to deal with this, and so reach out and know that you're not alone. And if you're listening and you have bullied someone before, I'll likely talk to you in another episode, but remember this simple rule. True power lies in connection, not division. All right, that's all for today. For those of you that want more, I've listed some incredible resources out there around bullying. And for anyone listening that's being bullied, remember, you are equal, you're worthy, and you're powerful. Just take action now. And for you fifth graders, I know this isn't how you envision this great transition in your life, but it's your story. And somehow you'll get through this stronger than ever before. There are millions of kids around the world going through the same thing. And I can't wait to see how you turn this into an opportunity for yourselves. Thank you so much for tuning in next week. Same time, same place. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Remember, we're in this together. And because of what you're going through, you're stronger forever.